You can support the Reality Check podcast on Patreon, GoFundMe, or by purchasing one of my books. Links down in the show notes below. The Comfortable Rut You don't hate your job, it pays the bills, protecting you from loss and unforeseen ills. Your boss, your co-workers, they are nice enough, provided you do the right things and say the right stuff. There's a promotion looming for you just up ahead. Great, provided the extra hours don't leave you dead. Morning traffic is of course a terrible frustration. Even in your dream car, you get no satisfaction. A coffee, a donut, and takeaways each day. Your doctor starts warning you to find a better way. You find your job easy. You know the system inside and out. You get some respect. You know what you're talking about. This job is not your calling. In fact, it's a bit of a bore. How you got into the industry, you're not quite sure. You now have a car, a mortgage, and increasingly expensive taste. You can't afford to cut down, though. Your partner won't allow chaste. Your bucket list is incomplete. In fact, it's all but forgotten. Your dreams have gone stale. Your passions are now rotten. Yet the people are nice enough, and the pay is great. You know it would be foolish to quit and rely on fate. Besides, you have no other skills. You're no longer fit or good-looking. How could you get a new job, or even just an interview booking? This is your life, and it's never going to change. Arriving safely at your grave is what you'll arrange. So that was one of the parts of my next work of fiction called Wage Slave. Once again, I'm releasing it as an anthology of small stories and poetry, and this one is titled The Comfortable Rut. So just a little bit about Wage Slave. I'll read you the blurb. As children, we all dream of amazing things that we will accomplish. What we will do, the places we will see, and the people we will meet. Then life happens. We get a job, get a house, and get into debt. We get used to the level of luxury we can afford, and we define ourselves by our incomes, positions, and possessions. We settle. We trade away our youth for security in old age. We spend countless hours performing mundane tasks that leave us depleted and empty. Our souls crave meaning, but we are too afraid to make any change. We work for the weekend, work for the holidays, and work for retirement. Through a collection of short stories and poetry, the Wage Slave Anthology aims to highlight the absurdity of the modern approach to work and life. So like I said, this is a work in progress, and unlike my other work, I'm basically going to release it chapter by chapter, and when I've finished it, I'll collate it all and put it into a book. So this is this is the third part that I've released. I'm going to start sharing the first couple as later episodes of this podcast, but this is the one I wanted to start off with sharing first. My main drive behind this, as you'll sort of get an idea from the blurb and the tone of the poem, is just my personal displeasure at the, the the typical approach to work and life. Particularly, it's sort of particularly poignant for people in my situation where you struggle with a mental illness. And I say this because oftentimes your functionality is lower and that will translate to an inability to get or maintain full-time work. At least I know that's the case for me. I was working full-time for, I think, four years as a teacher and my mental health was dropping, 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 dropping. And I just couldn't really maintain that mental state. 
However, it was simultaneously a comfortable rut in the sense that the pay was great and it enabled me a lifestyle that was quite good. It enabled me to purchase a house. It enabled a bunch of other stuff that on the surface was, quote unquote, the dream. However, there's obviously a lot of problems. The The people that I was working with and the industry I was working with weren't really that connected to who I am as a person, but I sort of felt trapped. I'd trained, you know, well, not trained, I've gone to uni for years to do it and I'd been teaching for years. So I sort of felt like, you know, that sort of sunk cost fallacy. I was stuck there. And then if I was to quit, what was I to do? There's no real typecast for people like me who, that I could really look upon as sort of a a role model to 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 get a sort of guide towards looking at where I'm supposed to go. An opportunity came up in between when, when one year finished teaching before the next to become a Krav Maga instructor. And it was a course that would take me out of school for a couple of weeks, as in I would have to take a couple of weeks off my full-time work. And my original plan was, and this is what I did, I asked the school, can I have time off to do this? You know, unpaid, whatever. And, you know, I'll be back to teaching. And my, my idea was that I would use this qualification of the martial arts instructor basically to just work on the side or just for my own interests. However, the school came back with a hard no and basically said, if you want to do this, you can't work for us. And I'd been meditating a bunch and thinking about things a bunch and introspecting. And I realized that, well, I've got to take this opportunity mainly because I'll never, it won't, you know, the chances of it coming around again are low. But also I realized that despite the money being great, I just wasn't that into it. My, my, my mental state wasn't that great and it just wasn't really me. Flash forward a few years later and I feel like that was one of the best decisions of my life. Because although my financial situation has significantly declined, we had to sell the house and a bunch of other stuff to sort of maintain ourselves, particularly with the birth of Archer, our son. My mental state has significantly improved. My physical health has significantly improved. I've been able to go down this path of writing and podcasting and a whole bunch of stuff that I wouldn't have thought possible. I'm now moving into doing disability support work, which I would never have thought about doing prior, but I'm actually quite good at and quite enjoy. I feel like, although I'm not quite there yet, my life has taken a turn for the better. Money's still quite tough. And, you know, we're sort of scraping by with little side hustles like eBay selling and all that sort of stuff. But it's so worth it because my mind is in a far better place. I wrote a chapter in How to Get Your Shit Together that I'll release at some time. And it's basically get your finances in order. And I talk about the different parts of the different tricks that I used to make sure that my finances are in order so I can afford to quit the full-time work and go down this path. And it's basically, the basic summary is work out what you value and only spend on that. So obviously spend on what you must spend on, as in your bills and that sort of stuff. But beyond that, work out what you value and don't spend on anything but what you value. And that'll cause a lot of sacrifices, but it's usually sacrifices in things that you don't mind sacrificing. 
So let's get back on to talking about the Wage Slave Anthology. I'm going to be releasing it chapter by chapter, like I said, and there's a few chapters already up, and I'll start talking about that, and I'll link you to to a place where you can read it. There's, there is a part of this that I want your help with. Basically, something that I get a lot online is people talking to me about how how much they hate their work and how much their work overworks them and their issues in the workplace with their bosses and how they're not being paid for the overtime they're working and how they feel like a wage slave, how they feel like they're trapped in their profession, how they feel like they can't make any moves. My my goal with this book is that if I get enough people wanting to share their stories, I want to include some real stories, just brief ones, of real people's experiences in terrible workplaces, i.e. how they felt like a wage slave. The idea being is that I just want to just give a little bit of an expression to everyone in a way that, hey, this is what we're all going through. And then on top of that, if people have made a choice or made a move to escape that, how they did it, how they're managing and how their life is going now. So if you have a story about being in the position of a wage slave or you feel like that or where you feel like you've been able to move beyond that, move through it, move past it, you found a better work, please connect with me on social, follow the links down below and let me know your story and perhaps I'll put it into this book. I just, I'm very passionate about this topic just because what we do for work is is so, so core to who we are as a person. I mean, if you think about it, the, the average full-time work is 40-ish hours per week, right? And most people work, say, 48 weeks per year from about the time they're, you know, 22, 25 until they're about 65, 67. That is a hell of a lot of time, right? That's so much time to be doing something. And imagine if you could be doing something you you loved, that you looked forward to, or barring that, something that you didn't despise. The Wasteland Anthology is my little sort of tribute to that journey, that little idea that work doesn't have to be something you hate. It can actually be enjoyable. Yes, it's going to take time and effort to manifest. Yes, it's going to cost you money in the short term while you make a transition. But trust me, it is so worth that risk. I'm. If you, if you find yourself complaining or disliking work, really consider: Do you need all of the money that you've you're getting right now? Could you afford to go to part time? Could you change jobs? Could you do something different? A lot of people have, they they trap themselves as in they think, well, they've got all of these plans. I'm going to get a house. I'm going to get a car. I'm going to get a family. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. I want to save this much. I want to do this travel. And therefore, I need to do this job forever to maintain that lifestyle. But if they just sort of step back and looked at what their goals are, what they're aiming towards and what they're actually spending and what they need to spend on, they'll probably find that they've got far more wiggle room than what they initially expect. And that wiggle room could enable them to quit the job that they're hating and to pursue a new career or to just change to a different industry. Personally, I'm going down that 
entrepreneurial path myself, but that is not at all what I'm suggesting everyone should do. What I'm suggesting is that let's say you're working for someone and you hate it, but you love the industry, find a different job in that same industry. There is definitely things you can do and you can change. So the final thing I want to suggest is that if you want to make, want to help me to make this book a reality, if you want to help me to get some more time in front of the computer writing this book, please, please, please consider supporting this podcast, supporting me. And you can do it in a few ways, via Patreon, by GoFundMe or PayPal, or by purchasing one of my books or some of the merchandise that I've got up. And I'll put the links down below in the show notes. And, you know, something as small as a $1 per month Patreon contribution on your end will basically be nothing. But on my end, it'll make a massive difference. Same thing for, you know, purchasing a book or some of the merchandise I've got up. I've got some cups and phone cases and a whole bunch of stuff in different designs. So head over, check it out, get something. And on your end, it won't bake your bank, but on my end, it'll make a massive difference. Thank you.